The Friday Profile. Nine minutes past two. That's just a brief little introduction. Now, I was wondering earlier on whether she was going to come sporting her trademark vibrant yellow. And yes, indeed, she has. So that is a, a beautiful song from Zoe's debut album. A very beautiful album. Um, and as you can hear, she's got this vocal prowess. But she also knows how to put together a song. Uh, it's just so emotive. It takes you somewhere, transports you. So um, she, uh, the album is called Yellow the Novel. Uh, she had a fantastic performance last night. And in this short career that she's had so far, she has received a number of accolades. She won the Samro Overseas Scholarship Competition um, for singing in 2015. She performed at the 2010 World Cup opening ceremony. Um, and then, of course, she went into The Voice, where she got into the top four. Um, she's worked with people like Cal. Shepherd. Uh, she did the song, if you watched Nume Skoli, uh, Amazing Grace, which she did with Carl Shepherd, who scored the film, in fact. Um, and there's all sorts of other things nominated for the best jazz album and best African artist for the 24th um, Sama. So there's a lot. And then the Mbogoto Award. Yeah. You walked away with that one, incidentally. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So how was last night? I hear it was epic. Oh, my word. So what, what was so beautiful about last night is that um, I got the opportunity to plan I, every single detail about what was going on from the selling of tickets to how I wanted the space to look like. So yeah. I really just, I love being able to go into it like full heartedly, like wholeheartedly and create a whole experience as opposed to just people coming and seeing me on stage. Yes. And I mean, to be quite honest, when you organize anything, you're like, okay, okay, I was checking quickets out. I was like, okay, the tickets are selling. I'm a little bit anxious, but let's see what happens. And on the night, I was, flabbergasted there were no seats it's humbling isn't it everywhere it was so beautiful people were singing along to the songs i was like you guys actually know me i know i'm hosting a show but you actually know my music that's so awesome so it was amazing i woke up without a voice and just like sand paper eyes this morning Mm. but my heart is full it was fantastic i can imagine i can imagine and of course you're performing music from yellow the novel yes um and i was so curious to see you know like when you look at the play Playlists. There are a lot of uh, items on the on the playlist, mm-hmm. and then there's autumn, there's uh, winter and summer, mm-hmm. but there's no spring. But I guess spring doesn't need to announce itself. Mm-hmm. So uh, you themed it that way. What yes. was the inspiration behind having the four seasons um, and breaking up the music in its order and in its mood mm. based on the seasons? Um, well, it it was actually exactly that breaking the album into the different moods that it's in. I think if if you have enough time to listen to the whole thing from beginning to end, you'll see the intentional mood changes that I have. Yeah. And part of that was obviously then the attachment to seasons. Each season has its own mood. Each season has its own feel and its own reasons for being. And for me, it was very important to actually have um, the bands that were playing on the album to actually vocally come out. Mm. So when you hear Spring, you're actually hearing Bokani Daya saying my favorite color is. You're actually hearing Kyle Shepard say it. You're actually hearing Benjamin Jephthah and uh, Robin Cog, to name a few. So it was important to me because I was thinking to myself, have I ever listened to an album where you don't just hear the musicians play, but where you, you hear, hear their them. voices? 
Funny. And for me, that's a theme because even yeah. when I go to my shows, it's not really about me. It's our voice that it's our, our moments that we're trying to create. I love that because I was actually talking to JR yesterday, Mr. Khatalina. Yes. Yeah. And he was also saying the same thing because in his latest, which is coming out, the release, which is coming out in November, oh, awesome. um, it's a collaboration between him and his band, mm-hmm. you know, and he also says similar about the fact that the band hardly ever gets that recognition meanwhile they're so key mm-hmm. to uh the music that is created so i just love the the, the notion of giving the band mm. uh the, the the spotlights the space that they deserve but the names that you've mentioned i mean all of those are the golden artists of jazz at the moment the young voices of jazz at the moment yes you're hanging out the likes of kyle shepherd <laughs> So, you there's there's something. How does it feel? And I I, I want to get a sense of what you're all thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What you all, uh, uh, what's driving this energy that 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 you all bringing and individually and collectively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think what made um, the album really special was at the time that I had come out with the music. Um, I, I I really was just literally fresh out of college. I had just been kicked out, unfortunately. And all these names that I asked to be on the album, I, I was like absolutely intimidated by them and their accolades. And for me, it was like, you know what? I've composed this music. I've written this music. And I would like to just learn something from people that are further ahead at this than I am. And since a lot of them were um UCT alumni, it was just like, okay, let me just use the alumni channel and just say, <laughs> hey, man, Bokani, like, um, I know you probably don't know me from above soap, but I'd really like you to just interact with my work. And that was the approach with all of them. And they gave something so completely priceless. Um, mm. I, I really think I learned a lot about my sound and where I wanted to take it from the musicians, actually. You know, they really gave it a sound. Yes, and I think there was a lot of courage because for someone to do their first album themselves, as you said, you composed it. You uh, literally single-handedly composed, you wrote, and you produced this album mm-hmm. as someone who's fresh out of school. Mm-hmm. That's quite daring. Oh man, I, I, like or I did said, you think there's nothing to lose. It's my first. I can experiment. I can do all sorts of things. That's exactly it. I, f- I felt as though, um, I mean, it's not like there weren't a few opportunities coming out, uh, of, um, ideas to sign with, uh, certain labels right. and this and, and that, but it just felt like every opportunity that was coming had a bit of locking me in in some way, whether that was through image or a perceived idea of what mm. I could sell mm. or it just, it just felt too money hungry for me. And I really wanted an album that people don't necessarily have to get now, but that will remember 10 years from now as my debut album, as me coming out exactly as I am, not perfect, but having clear ideas about certain things when it comes to life and wanting to share that with yeah. people. Now, I'll never forget the unplugged performance that you did here for the show uh, for the Standard Bank Joy of Jazz on the yes. rooftop in Santon there. It was just magical. Um, yes, we're not doing an unplugged, we're doing a Friday profile. Um, but how when you you've been in the music business for for a little bit now so mm-hmm. how have you experienced the music industry with with your identity like so far how's it been you know as a black woman as a young black woman mm. from you know and we could look at all sorts of other things that form part of your identity but how's it been 
It's been really interesting, I must be honest. I mean, the truth is that I've been a professional musician since I was, what, what about like 11, 12? So I've been doing corporates and things like that. But now, as a, as a, a young lady in my early 20s who has a project out, I really do come across a lot of things, especially when you want to own your story and own what it is that you, you stand for. There's a lot of, hmm, wouldn't you want to do this to be a selling point? Like, what's your sub story? Wouldn't you want to do that? Wow. What are you willing to compromise? A bit of thigh, maybe. And my thing is, I'm okay with any of those things, but I want everything on my terms. I want it in a way that I'll be able to back up, not to be able to say how. Like, if, if she's, if Zoe is this way, like, what is this? What is the cause for this? I don't want to ever contradict mm. myself, even though I understand we're human beings or contradictions, you know? Mm. So it's been interesting to just run the business and learn on the go yeah. as well. Cause I'm not just a musician and a, a performer, but I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to basically stand in the boardroom and sell ideas where I would just, want to cave in and and write music being able to wear different hats is just so incredibly interesting yes yes Mm. and we'll look at where that is going to go but i want to get back to this notion of you having been a professional musician since the age of 12 or so yes Uh, because when i speak to artists they talk about how music has always been a part of their life it's not the switch that suddenly goes on one day Mm. like it was on the 26th of october 2018 and that's when Mm -hmm. my musical uh switch got turned on they always talk about how it's always been a part of their life mm-hmm. was it like that for you i think so i mean i'm, I'm never gonna say oh i just came out singing maybe my mom will <laughs> but like i really do i doubt i was singing out of her time but when did you pick up your first instrument to start singing um maybe at seven or eight yeah um i started the recorder and penny whistle and started getting to junior choirs but i always owe like my musical taste or my musical liking to my family because mm-hmm. they're i mean they're the most academic they're actually what black family families usually say okay when you grow up Danami, this is what you should become um and they've never held it against me but for some reason they had very eclectic taste in music so wait, who's dad who's mom when you say the academic so i'm doing? speaking doctors lawyers engineers mm. um um sports management so very just very like academic science, academic sciencey mm. you know uh, um kind of jobs you know and um they they just had crazy taste in music and i just remember being around soul brothers and like oh okay motown songs okay cool old school r&b like it was just really colorful Mm -hmm. and i loved the way that they would feel when they'd listen to the stuff and i remember thinking man i would want to make people feel like that so it just became a thing that naturally happened i was horrible at holding balls so i could never do any sports (laughs) i got into like dance uh dance um kind of classes yeah. and um music classes because i pretty much gravitated to that it's either one or the other right like <laughs> sports or yeah you know the artsy fartsy so i just ended up being led into that and being nurtured by my music teachers mm. over the years mm. yeah. right we're going to take a break and then when we come back we'll explore the life of zoe mudiha she is our friday profile today her album is called yellow the novel and yes she is sporting her distinct yellow i wonder how many items you have oh man <laughs> cupboards full <laughs> right we'll take your questions maybe you're a lover of her music maybe you were there last night because she had an epic performance um that uh, uh, has been widely spoken about as she expands and 
spreads her wings as a musician. Incredible talent. For sure. Was that, uh, was that empowering to be in that environment? Did it give you a better sense of your talent? I really think it did. What was so interesting about NSA was that it really felt like high, high school, any high school would, but at the same time, it had this industry feel to it. We already had like it girls in there, maybe people that were active in the industry that were either actors or presenters. So you kind of interacted with like what, what that world could look like. Uh, we already had, um, auditions for things. So you experienced, um, victory in getting a role or rejection, hmm. things that you have to deal with all the time in the industry. So it was really just like a, a very, a very, very beautiful wake up call before it was time. World. Exactly. Yeah. Before it was time to actually really get into the world. Mm. For sure. I know you're still enjoying this album, so we're not going to rush you. Okay. Because it is an exploration. Thank you. When is your next performance? <laughs> um, actually, um, I don't have anything up as yet, uh-huh. but I just urge the audiences to just, you know, Follow me yeah. and check the vibes out. Um, what I usually do is I make the shows myself. So I really want to take time putting it together. Mm. I don't just like mm. splash everything everywhere. For me, it's, it's quality. And if people can say they remember a performance, I really appreciate being consistent with that. Mm-hmm. So for me, quality is better than quantity. Yes. But yeah, please follow me and you'll know. Yeah, and they will. They will know. Uh, I think you're absolutely special. There's no Thank doubt about you. that. Her handle is Zoe underscore Mudija. And the latest album is Yellow the Novel. You'll fall in love with it. That's why we had to play you a little bit of it at the start of the show. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. Incredible talent. For sure. Was that, uh, was that empowering to be in that environment? Did it give you a better sense of your talent? I really think it did. What was so interesting about NSA was that it really felt like high high school, any high school would. But at the same time, it had this industry feel to it. We already had like it girls in there, maybe people that were active in the industry that were either actors or presenters. So you kind of interacted with like what, what that world could look like. Uh, we already had, um, auditions for things. So you experienced, um, victory in getting a role or rejection, hmm. things that you have to deal with all the time in the industry. So it was really just like a, a very, a very, very beautiful wake up call before Taste it was the time. Real world. Exactly. Yeah. Before it was time to actually really get into the world. Mm. For sure. I know you're still enjoying this album, so we're not going to rush you. Okay. Because it is an exploration. Thank you. When is your next performance? <laughs> um, actually, um, I don't have anything up as yet, uh-huh. but I just urge the audiences to just, you know, Follow me yeah. and check the vibes out. Um, what I usually do is I make the shows myself. So I really want to take time putting it together. Mm. I don't just like mm. splash everything everywhere. For me, it's, it's quality. And if people can say they remember a performance, I really appreciate being consistent with that. Mm-hmm. So for me, quality is better than quantity. Yes. But yeah, please follow me and you'll know. Yeah, and they will. They will know. Uh, I think you're absolutely special. There's no Thank doubt about you. that. Her handle is Zoe underscore Mudija. And the latest album is Yellow the Novel. You'll fall in love with it. That's why we had to play you a little bit of it at the start of the show. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.